0: All right, let's get back into it with our panel, Anthony Fury, David Wells, and Peter Sherman. Another topic worthy of discussion, throne speech. We were alluding to that with the sex ed curriculum being announced, that they're taking it uh, back to the time prior to the liberals' introduction in 2015 of something that was highly contentious. But uh, Peter Sherman, you said there was a lot you liked. How about the idea that uh, the government has signaled they're going to uh, respect the men and women of Ontario's police services, this is a direct quote, by freeing them from onerous restrictions that treat those in uniform as subjects of suspicion and scorn, and ensuring they have the tools, support, and resources they need to enforce the law and protect innocent families from the menace of drug, gun, and gang-related violence, which some people saw as code for reintroducing carding and, and even the Tavis anti-gun and gang squad you like that
1: i do like it and and i mentioned before the break that uh police being able to police our streets was the way i I noted it when i was uh reading the material and i and i interpret it uh in the same way that you do i I said to myself code carting, all the rest of it in other words the senior government is going to say to the uh, the civic government we endorse certain things. They they haven't been specific, so you and I can't say it's absolutely carding or it's absolutely tavist, but you can bet it's a hell of a lot more than what we've got now, and it's a hell of a lot more than what was announced earlier today, which is, oh, we're going to have 200 more cops for eight weeks. That is not enough. You and I know it's not enough. The people out there listening to us know it's not enough. Apparently, the Ford government thinks that public safety has uh, a greater place on the uh, the overall list of priorities than uh, a lot of other people do, and they put it right in the throne speech. So I'm happy about that.
0: All right, Anthony, because uh, the chief has even talked about uh, taking carding, removing carding has left sort of an intelligence vacuum, and he's discussing the potential for uh, other types of approaches or mechanisms. What do you take this all to mean?
2: Put it all on the table, because look at the numbers, look at the uptick in the deaths that we've got right now. And I find it very interesting that both the chief and John Tory have only really started going after the sewer rats aggressively after Doug Ford (laughs) has actually gotten into office or, or has been elected. So perhaps there's some sort of an overlap going there. I think you you, you do everything you can. You throw the kitchen sink at them. You, you go after them like you went after Jimmy Hoff or Al Capone. You say, you you guys didn't do right on your tax returns. We're going to follow you for six hours. If you litter, if you spit on the sidewalk, if you jaywalk, we're going to lock you up. John, I get we have a revolving door justice system, and this frustrates a lot of people. But you, you go through this spinny door a lot. You start to get a little bit dizzy. You start to get a little stunned and phased. And let's keep these people stunned and phased. All, all, all power to to all of these. I get Peter's cynicism about the 200 and telling them the time, but it's a, it, it's better than nothing.
0: All right. Well, it also speaks to a a type of profiling. So can you accept that that much, David Will's that that's necessary to do to address the guns and gang scourge?
3: Well, I'm against carding in the way that they did it. Uh, there was too much evidence that so that showed people being pulled over for driving while black, walking while black, just being black, and that's wrong. And I think they can do better on that. But I think, you know, if if they actually employed Anthony to write some clarity into what that meant, like you're you're saying, oh, this is code for this, this is code for that. Why does it have to be code for anything? Why couldn't they have said, we are going to bring back Tavis, we are going to bring back carding, so people can have an honest and open discussion and debate about it, as opposed to trying to interpret what it is. So I was disappointed in that, because you throw these words that you can't, oh, we want the police to be more effective, Nobody's out there with a placard saying, I want less effective policing. There's there's not a single one. So... Let's be so, Let's put some honesty and some detail into that and then have the discussion.
0: All right. Uh, well, then, you know, uh, the crap would hit the fan, obviously, Sherman, but uh, is Will's right about that much? Doug should really be bold and say, uh, we're going down this road again.
1: No, not enough. He's, he's right about it, ultimately. He's not right about it as far as a throne speech. A throne speech is a generalist document that's delivered, let's face it, by a lieutenant governor who reads something that's put in front of her in plain language. I think that what he's signaling uh, is that uh, over the course of the next week, And months, probably more like weeks than months, I've got to say, there'll be a bill that empowers the police, or there will be a revision of the Police Act of Ontario. One way or the other, they're going to fix things, or they're going to try.
0: All right. The other thing I'm curious about, and we talked about it yesterday as well as earlier today when Peter Tabins joined us, the NDP's energy critic, this is the uh, retirement of. The CEO and the board with Hydro One. Anthony, I mean, replacing, is that just, again, uh, signaling a cultural change or do you think it will have any immediate immediate practical impact on uh, ratepayers' uh, hydro bills?
2: We'll have to see. But it sent a signal and and suggested that culture change you mentioned. And there were two different signals. One. Doug Ford is very serious about bringing down these rates. He wants to see it done immediately, and that will be the mandate of whoever gets this new job. Number two, it's a message to pretty much the whole public service and anybody who has a government contract out there who were perhaps not taking him seriously at his word. Because you read all these analyses, oh, you can't get rid of Mayo Schmidt and you're going to have to give him $10 million. Nope, that's not how it happens. So he's saying, anything else I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do it.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. He didn't give him $10 million. He gave him nine. But yesterday he announced that he has given him $400,000. The you know, It comes out today that by retiring, not resigning, not being fired, that he gets to monetize the stock unit things that were part of his compensation, which he wouldn't have been able to monetize while he was still in the job because they have to hit certain performance and they have to be vested for so long
0: mm-hmm.
3: by agreeing they cut a deal where he resigns or retires, that they say, okay, well, you can take cash in lieu of the value of these things. So it's 9 million bucks. But the government announced that they didn't have to pay him a severance and it was only $400,000. That's what they announced. That's what you ran on the front of your paper. And then today, you know, that the Globe and Mail went and did the math. I went and looked at those filing documents and I came to the same conclusion, which was, you know, this because when it didn't seem like it was, it it, was that it, you
1: have the wrong job, David. I,
3: well, I certainly do, and so do
1: you. Like <laughs>
3: <laughs> clearly, but but it, it was it was that was you know they got their free run. That hey, because I you know I my the words of my late father came in here. If it's too good, to, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. And guess what? Four hundred thousand dollars was not right. It was nine million, and.
0: Well, well, that was just again, Or was it inevitable that uh, he was going to be packaged out handsomely regardless.
3: Okay, if it was inevitable, why why did they do the announcement in the big bravado that it was only 400,000 and all the media bought it. Every they got a clean run on it, and then somebody dug in, did a little bit of work. Uh-oh, correction, 9 million. All right. What's in
1: an, it came down to what's in a name. What do you want to call it? Do you want to call it monetizing your options? Do you want to call it severance? It's not what, what, what comes
3: into a name. It's the misleading way that it was announced. I'm not edition. arguing
1: with that, David. Actually, you know, I, I did uh, I did a little homework. I wanted to know uh, who made what, and there's a company called Fortis. You know about them? Yep. Newfoundland Labrador-based, owns utilities in Canada and the USA and the Caribbean. CEO makes $9.2 Amera, based in Halifax, owns Canadian, USA, Caribbean power. Uh, CEO 5.8 million, Northland Power, Toronto-based, same deal. Uh, CEO makes 3.7 million. I'm not in any way by saying this defending Mayo Schmidt. I'm simply saying that was a horse that uh, was beaten for the purposes of the election, and now that horse is gone for whatever it cost us along with the board. But at the end of the day, that company isn't going to offer, operate very much differently, and it's not going to change your hydro rate. What's going to change your hydro rate is they're going to double down on what wind was doing.
0: All right, well, I think, David, to your point, though, you're saying they got uh, political juice from this that uh, was not really deserved, and it got spun out by uh, the oh, media, th- who didn't do their uh, due diligence on well, Let's come back, because big money uh, often gets maligned, and uh, there should be cases, perhaps, where we give that a second look. With our panel, that and uh, a few hijinks of uh, high-profile people, fairly or not, uh, those will be the final words with Anthony Fury, David Wills, Peter Sherman here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.